This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I am so excited that you took some time out of your busy schedule to listen in to this episode of our podcast and hope that you are enjoying your day. Today, my guest is Kayla Callender, who resides in West Fargo, North Dakota, which is, I always think you're in Minneapolis, Minnesota for some reason, but West Fargo, North Dakota. She has over 19 years in banking and nine years in a mortgage experience. She's enthusiastic about her borrowers and her referral partner education. And she is passionate about animal rescue and volunteers on the board of directors of Homeward Animal Shelter in Fargo, which I absolutely love. We'll talk about that. And then most of her free time, she travels with her husband and their four rescue dogs um, to their lake home in Minnesota. Maybe that's why I think that, because we have yeah. a lake house, you have a lake house. Maybe that's what it is. So welcome to the show, Kayla. Oh, and the other thing is we need to let everybody know is that Kayla is also one of my students. So um, I just love interviewing our students. Uh, not everybody's comfortable doing this. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the, the time to do it. And I think it'll be helpful for your career and your exposure as well. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm a lifetime, well, years listener to your podcast, and I've known you for years. And I will chime in that, you know, being underneath of you as a student has been in the few weeks that I've been a student has been a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information for me. So I'm excited to be here and maybe help others that maybe are even thinking about it or maybe in my shoes too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate that. So, um, you know, so I want to talk about something because one of the things that's unique about what you're doing, I mean, first of all, you're in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> Most people I, I would say, are there loan officers there? Right. I mean, I'm just being, I'm yeah. doing what everybody else thinks, right. right? Are there loan officers there? Uh, and of course, I know that there are, because, you know, you and I've talked about this before. My, um, my family is from Fargo. So we have a lot of um, family members there. You wouldn't know it by the last name Duplessis, but you might know it by the last name of Baker or Krabenhoft because we are Leighton up there. Yes. And um, my dad had 58 first cousins. Oh my <laughs> They're all up in that area. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I recognize the last name, so that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we, you know, I, I don't even know what I was going to say something about that. I don't know what I was going to say, but are there loan but, officers? Yes. Yeah, loan officers. So they're actually loan officers up there. I love it. And, you know, thriving yeah. loan officers, which, which I think mm-hmm. is really cool, but what's unique about you is that your degree is in business, business administration with an emphasis in marketing. And I think that you've done a fantastic job doing that. You know, you've got um, exposure and following on Instagram and now, you know, on TikTok, although I just deleted TikTok, you got to know I did. I just have a little bit of a fussy thing about the whole China thing. So I went ahead and deleted it. And so I don't see them all anymore, but, um, and my daughter does them. So I miss her. So now she has to send me actual videos so I can see them. But, uh, you know, you've done a great job at marketing yourself, uh, you know, in such a small, um, market that you're in. And I think it's amazing because, uh, so many loan officers that I talk to are in big cities and have big exposure and there's lots of homes and they do less volume than you do. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about this path of marketing and why you felt marketing was going to be such a big play in your career. You know, when I went to NDSU, North Dakota State University, when you would go for business, you'd had to choose an emphasis, whether it was management, marketing, what it, it didn't matter. You chose an emphasis. And I took a sports marketing class. And that was the class that really made me realize how important marketing is, no matter what you're doing, what you're selling. I mean, you go into a grocery store and you see a plethora of things that are, are marketing towards you and you don't even know it. Yeah. So um, in that sports marketing class, I had just learned so much. And then as I, um, you know, worked my way into banking, you know, it's kind of one of those things when you start in banking, yeah. you probably have every role as you grow. And like most loan officers, I accidentally kind of became one. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, um, I knew that in order for people to remember me, I had to be top of mind. I had to be in front of them. And so what I did is I first started with LinkedIn. I just started, you know, sharing things. I wanted to educate. I wanted to be a trusted advisor to people because I didn't see any other lenders doing it. No one was putting out information and being in Fargo, North Dakota, that doesn't mean that I could just do loans in Fargo. I can do all 50 States. So how do I reach this, you know, these other realtors, financial partners, et cetera, even in South Dakota, even over across the river in Minnesota. And so that's kind of how it started. Jen was just having this kind of this drive to let people know who I am and what I do, but also to get to know me as a person, mm-hmm. because I felt that when people would, we say it all the time, know, like, and trust us, you know, they would have this, you know, urge to be like, okay, I feel like I know her. And if I know her and maybe they see that I, you know, I'm involved with dog rescue, or they see that I'm at the lake on the weekend or that, you know, from working out, whatever it is, when people can relate to you, there's almost this feeling of, well, if I can relate to her and I like her and I know her, she's like a friend. I feel like I can trust her with my biggest financial decision probably, which is their mortgage. So that's kind of the the long story of how it came yeah, to- No, it's not. Well, and it isn't a long story. It was a great story. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's what makes people pick up the phone, you know, because yeah. it's relatable. And, you know, I think one of the other things too, it's not just- well, throwing some things out there, because I know you were saying, you know, I did LinkedIn, now you do Instagram, you do TikTok and stuff, but it's not about just throwing things out. There's a consistent pattern in what you're doing. You know, all of your pictures look the same. All of your videos look similar. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, 
method behind the madness, so to speak. Ta- speak to that a little bit when you see other loan officers attempting to do this or successful, those that are successful, what are some of the, the attributes you see on both sides? First, I don't see a lot of lenders doing anything at all. And so, you know, a lot of them are either in a bank and they have people walk in or they just don't, they're scared to do it pretty much. There, There's that, I don't want to post, I don't want to be criticized. I don't want the feedback. So I guess the method behind my madness is more so being consistent, adding value, not just to borrowers. You know, it's not just borrowers that are on social media. It's realtors. It's, it's divorce attorneys. It's everybody. And everybody likes to be educated and entertained. And so for me, it, those reels have become so they're silly, but they're so darn entertaining and they get the point across. And um, I think if you can keep a brand, like what's, what's your niche, what, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. If you can focus on that and find a way to help people by either, you know, by educating them or giving them something, um, you know, people go to YouTube all the time to learn. Um, so why not while you're on your social media, be able to see, Oh, I didn't know that about mortgage. And that took 10 seconds to watch, or maybe it's something a realtor could share with their audience. Wow. That's really great. People really don't understand the earnest money concept. I'm going to share Kayla's post. It's five seconds or a quick clip, but keeping that consistency or your, if you have a brand or have your brand logo or colors, just trying to keep that consistent because when you're changing fonts and changing backgrounds, it can get um, a little confusing because when I pop up, they'll be like, oh, I knew that was Kayla without even, even seeing her name. That's kind of my, my thought process behind it. And it seems, seems to work. Yeah. So, so you mentioned something um, about, you know, the content and educating. I think one of the things that I hear from most loan officers that, that I'm speaking with is that, you know, I don't know what to post, right? I don't, I don't know, I don't have content, so I can't post. And I mean, I obviously have answers for this, but I want to know what your response to this is about lack of content. You know, just post, you know, you might have to, it's kind of baptism by fire. There's not someone that's like, here's exactly what you need to post. And here's what you need to do because every single person is different. And for me, it's what is my client's need? What is my audience's need? What are they they missing? And then to think, okay, then I'm going to come up with a solution to my post. My post is going to be a solution to something that someone's experiencing. So mm-hmm. for me, it's that kind of paired with who I am because we go back to that who people know, like, and trust. Right. So I do a combination. That's how I um, decide what I post that next day. Yeah. And I think that that's important too, because, um, I've seen a lot of people take someone's TikTok post and use the exact same song and whatever, Mm -hmm. and try to make it theirs, but then it looks funky because it's not theirs. And, you know, even the type of TikTok posting that you do is very different than the type my daughter does, but it works for her. Yours works for you. It hers Mm -hmm. works for her. And if she tried to do yours or you tried to do hers, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. fit or align with with you. And I think that, you know, and that's one of the first things that I talk about with all of my students is clarity and core values and alignment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I think that you do that really well. And I think that that's real important for those that are listening here you know, to, to run over to your TikTok or run over to your Instagram and go, okay, so now I'm going to do all that same stuff. 
please be careful not to do that. You know, you mm -hmm. have to have your own personality, your own style in there. And that's, that's one of the skills that we talk about all the time, you know, in converting people is what are your style skills mm -hmm. and making sure that they align with you. So I think that that's really important that you said that. Um, but let me just ask the question again, because I want to, I want to dig a little bit deeper into here about content, because um, what if you don't know what they need? You know, I, and I'm not asking this question. I'm trying to help them understand this. Right. What, what if you don't know what they need? Um, right. So how do you come up with content every day? So for me, and this is something I need to get better at is to have a content plan, a content agenda. Um, what I've been doing is, you know, I talk to clients and referral partners every day. And what I kind of fuel my uh, content with is what did I experience that day? Or what are we experiencing this week? Or what are, are we seeing and feeling in this market? And so I'm going by based on the market and my experience every day. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing. Um, otherwise, you know, I'll make a post and I'll see who responds and how they respond. And then I'll go from there to be like, okay, that seemed to be a popular um, opinion that seemed to be um, well-received. And then I'll kind of just edit that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. And I love that because, um, I'm a content, but for when I was a loan officer, um, you know, the content is the questions I get every mm -hmm. single day that becomes mm -hmm. the content. And I did a daily deep dive on that, you know, big video, a small video, a clip of a video, a, a written with a link, with a link to a video, you know, you cut and then do a tweet on it, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, just on that one question, like you said, earnest money, can I get my earnest money back? How much should I put down for earnest money? All those are two different pieces of content. And these are things that are asked all day, every day. And I think those are the questions that people are looking for. Um, so I, I think that's really good. Um, so, you know, I know that you're doing all this great marketing and you're, you're getting the word out and how has that impacted your business? Because that, that really boils down to, you know, okay, it's fun. You got all this stuff going out, but how does that impact your business? You know, for me, it's been uh, twofold. Um, I have gotten clients that have reached out. Hey, I saw you on Instagram and I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, I saw you made a post. So there's going to be those onesie twosie clients that are going to reach out. But on the other hand, it's, um, I should say it's probably three parts. It's creating brand awareness. Mm -hmm. There's probably no one in my community that doesn't know what I do. Yeah. So when they hear mortgage, I want to be top of mind because my clients and referral partners might not be my clients or referral partners today, but I'm setting the foundation for when they start to think of mortgages, they think of me. Yeah. And my third thing is I'm finding that realtors, builders, um, financial planners, if they see my Instagram post and they feel their audience can, can really receive that or uh, benefit from that, they will post it. They will share it. And what that does is their whole audience sees it. And yeah. that creates kind of a snowball effect. So yeah. now their clients know what I do. So right now it's one of those things where I'm, I'm setting that foundation and I'm, I'm hoping and praying that at some point I'm going to see the fruits of my labor flourish much more as we gain traction, as I post more. So that's what I'm seeing from, yeah. from it. And it's, it's been great so far. 
Yeah, that's got that's awesome. So now you work at a bank. You know, we talk about this too. Is that you're the mortgage and mortgage yeah. division of the bank? So you've got a couple of special products and things that you're able to offer. How much of your business is because of those portfolio products as opposed to business being because of you? So when I'm in a bank, and I'm not sure if we talked about this, Jen, but I'm actually not physically in a bank like all the other. Oh yeah, no, I know you're not physically in. Yeah, but you're part of yeah. Yep. So I'm the one person at my bank that's actually just I'm with operations. I've got underwriters and processors over there. So lucky me, I get to go uh, talk (laughs) to them. But so I'm not dealing with commercial bankers and retail and walk-ins as much. However, I have the bank products, which are the construction, long-term locks portfolio, which for our audience, that means it might not fit the black and white of Fannie Freddie. So, you know, what can we do here to hold the paper to do it on, um, on our books at the bank? So I would say currently about, um, probably a fifth of my deals are portfolio or products that we have that I can offer. Um, the rest is going to be because of my follow through my follow up my communication, everything I have to offer for my referral partners and my clients. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love it. And I, and I know that, um, yeah. And I knew you were not like in the bank. Um, so what is, what's your biggest challenge right now? So we've talked about all this, you know, great social media, I've got products that you can offer people. You're providing them with a great customer experience. What is it that challenges you? Because, you know, those that are listening are going, wow, her world's perfect. And it's not, we know it's not. So tell us a little bit about some of your challenges so that those that are listening can relate to your challenges as well. You know, we all have them. We do all have them. And that's the thing is just because you see something, you know, on online, it does not necessarily mean that everything's rainbows and butterflies. So some of the challenges that I have are the competition. You know, a lot of people will go and say, I just want the best rate. Uh Well, you know, that's where you really have to dig in as a lender and say, you know, aside from right, what are your goals? What are your expectations? What are you looking for? Are you looking to, you know, have a quick close? Are you looking for, you know, et cetera? Because if for some reason I don't have the best rate, which, you know, it can be, it can go back and forth depending on the product. Um, you really have to find a way to not just sell yourself, but just find the solution for the client because they think the rate might be it. And they just want the cheapest thing, but a lot of times it's not. And so I would say just competition in general, um, especially in this area, there's a lot of new construction, a lot of new homes going up and you have a lot of banks and mortgage companies offering just, you know, constantly coming up with different products. So I would say that's one of the biggest challenges. And also, you know, I do post a lot of content, but I still struggle with what do I post? How do I post? What should I post? Mm -hmm. Um, Is this working? Am I really focusing on my niche? You know, that's where I also struggle, even though it's a success, it's also a struggle. Um, And thirdly, just keeping in front of clients, realtor connections. um, Like I said, financial planners. It's funny how you look, you can look back, maybe Jen, you did this. When you look back at your business and you look at one year versus the other, you might see some lenders getting out of the business some realtors getting out of the business, um, some, you know, putting it, you know, their brakes on. And so sometimes you have to kind of change up your roster a little bit. And so for me, it's making sure my roster is not just realtors, but just realtors that truly have my back and know that I'm going to, as you say, complement their business, not complicate. So that's one of the things that I, that I focus on. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really good. Um, yeah. To, to sort of answer that question kind of, or comment yeah. about that, you know, is uh, I printed I literally printed my database every quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't like, look, I mean, I'm fine digitally looking, but I would walk around with my database every quarter, yeah. eight and a half by 14 and clipped and all that stuff. And on the front of it was my, my roster of my top 22, because I've only, you know, my, yeah. my goal, well, what I did is I worked with 22 people, right? The rest were in my yeah. database, but 22 people brought in, you know, the lion's share of the hundred million a year. And yeah. Um, you know, and I, but they would rotate in and out. They would mm -hmm. rotate in and out. And we just kept track of them as how much business yeah. were they giving us? How much were we closing? Um, and so it would be different every quarter. And mm -hmm. so I just knew where I need to touch people more back off a little bit and maybe come back in again the next quarter. But, um, I think that a lot of people do a set it and forget it. And that yes. becomes the challenge is that they still, they're still squeezing a dried up lemon, you know, mm -hmm. it's just dried up. And, yep. you know, they're, they're going, yeah. oh, well, that one's dead. Yep. <laughs> I should have thought yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I you really need that. to dissect that. You really do because yeah. maybe, you know, what kind of leads are you getting? What type of referrals? Are they just, you know, throwing the hard ones at you because uh, she'll figure it out that my other, you know, lender doesn't really want to work on that. You know, it's finding those people that know that they're going to, it, there's, I always say there's one bench and I never, ever want it to be where, it's, oh, the realtor's fault or the lender's fault. Nope. There's one bench and the goal is a happy client and yeah. we get to closing on time and finding those people that just kind of live within that, those core values as well. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's smart that you're doing it that way as well. You know that. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, in our time that we have remaining here, I want to talk about your, uh, charitable work that you're working with rescue dogs. First, I want to know what, what four dogs do you have? I want to know about that. And then I want to talk about how this relates to business too. So, yeah. um, what dogs do you have? So I have four, um, rescue pit bull mixes. So they're all pit bulls, mostly like 60 to 70%. They all have different, um, yeah. you know, different breeds within them, but, um, Colby, Oxley, Scarlett, and Theo, um, they all came from all around, you know, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, North Carolina, um, and Oklahoma again. So they're, they're not just from around here. Um, I grew up on a farm where our dog was outside. And when my husband and I got married and he asked if we wanted to have a dog, I'm like, where we're live in the city. What do we do? It just didn't click for me. <laughs> and the first night we got Colby, he was sleeping in our bed and my heart, you know, that was it. It came over for me. And, yeah. um, I don't have children, but they are my children. So, yeah. you know, we had two and we're like, Oh, what's another one. And then we had three and we're like, ah, you know, what's four. So <laughs> they, it's, it's a lot, but, um, it's our pride and joy. And then, um, that just created this spark within me. Um, when you think about what you're really passionate about and what drives you, that's where rescuing became extremely important to me, um, which led me to volunteering at Homeward Animal Shelter. Yeah. And that then led to me being on the board of directors. I'm honored to be part of it and to dive into the financials and the needs and to really see what are the issues and, and how do we how do we help these these animals? Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm an animal lover too. Now, here's what's funny: we had four Maltese, so they all added up to one of yours. Oh, <laughs> they 
probably did. <laughs> yeah. And four, three boys and a girl, just like you have. Too. Oh, crazy. Yeah, oh, it, was so it was so funny. Yeah. Now we're down to one. We just have one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, so we're animal lovers too. And actually I started a charity called Fur Baby Food Bank. Oh. Um, and so this actually was started when, uh, when we had the great recession and yeah. people, all the foreclosures are there or, and they were leaving their homes because they were upside down well, that we found in my County. And I live in the wealthiest County in the United States of America, people were leaving their animals in the homes and they were just left there to kill each other, eat each other. It was terrible. I mean, oh I just have God. to say how it is. And, um, so we want, we went into, you know, try to rescue as many as we could, but then I started realizing if families were going to the food bank for themselves, because times were tough, mm -hmm. then the worst thing in the world is to tell a child, Hey, not only are we losing our home, but we're also going to, you know, lose our puppy and yeah. you lose Snoopy and whatever. And that's a big part of, you know, people who love animals. That's a big part of their family. And 85% of people have fam have animals. So, mm -hmm. um, so we thought, well, we'll provide food for the dog and the cat and whatever, so that it doesn't have to, uh, they don't have to let that animal go, you know, yeah. either and that they had some happiness in their life. So that's oh. what started. Yes. Yeah, started for, for baby food bank. But, um, but the reason, and, and here's what happened is I didn't realize, and I had been volunteering in a couple different places because I, um, I always have done volunteering for, mm -hmm. for charities and whatnot, but. I didn't realize the impact that would have on my business. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to ask you how that relates to your business, because several times um, on this podcast, and we've done this in coaching also, I talk a lot about charitable contribution and how you can combine charity into mm -hmm. creating brand awareness for yourself. So how has mm -hmm. it transcended, if it has, into your business so that those that are listening and watching can say, you know, maybe I do need to start looking at, mm -hmm. um, you know, not keeping this so close to my heart that no one knows that I'm doing it, but sharing mm -hmm. that I'm going out and doing um, these uh, community activities. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times when you hear banker or lender or realtor, people are like, oh, you know, yeah. that's their one focus. They're money hungry. They they drive Mercedes, whatever it is. There's that image sometimes that I think that that people get mm -hmm. and which is completely false. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say for everybody. I'm sure they're out there. But um, for me, it's been sharing with the world that there is an issue and a problem and I'm part of it because there's more to Kayla than just Kayla, the lender. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, and Jen, you might notice, I will share homeward animal shelter stories or their information. And you want to know what I might lose a follower or two because they, they don't want to see it. They want to just see mortgage or what have you. That's okay. I'm fine tuning my niche then. Um, but I like to share, I like to get out. So every time we have events, um, we have a spaghetti feed. Uh, we had a um, Wegs whiskers and wine, which you would love, Jen. Um, yes. <laughs> um, it was amazing. So I'll share those events. I'll invite, uh, maybe I'll give my clients the tickets. Maybe You know what I mean? Or um, just share that. And, and I feel that by having a few different sides of Kayla, people say, oh, okay, I didn't know she did that as well. And in general, it's just putting it in front of people, letting them know, because how do you know that there's a problem for us? It's a, it's lack of shelter space. We have the smallest shelter and we're looking to expand and how do we get that word out there? So I'm using it on my social media, my mortgage page to reach a bigger audience. And, yeah. and in twofold, I'm meeting more people. And in, in, in this industry, the more people you meet, the more people, you know, the connections, um, 
I can't tell you how many people, um, I was a, a, vol a volleyball referee for six, seven years, roughing volleyball. I've had more clients from roughing volleyball than, than I can count. And I'm starting to see that with homework, with the connections, with the volunteers. And it's just in general coming together for the same purpose that touches your heart. Yeah. So that's how it's impacting me, how it's affecting my business and how I can share with the world. What's really the the core issue um, with rescue. Yeah. And I want, I want everyone to hear this too. You know, a few minutes ago, you said fine tuning your database or fine tuning your niche. And that is so important because some will and some won't. So what next, you know, and we have to get to that point where we understand that was, we don't have to be everything to everybody. And, um, you know, and I think that that's important. I think mm -hmm. the other thing I want to just share is that, uh, you know, as you had said, you know, Hey, when I was refereeing, you know, I did all these, these, um, loans for everybody. And mm -hmm. that's because you're ingrained. We're not working all these long hours, staying in the office and being on an Island. You have mm -hmm. to get out into the community. Yeah. You have to, you know, spread your wings, so to speak. And, you know, do some of these activities, show up, show up, whether you're volunteering, yeah. leading on a board, not on a board, you know, just showing up is, is half mm -hmm. the battle. And the other thing is that, um, and especially with, with the referee, people just see you. And so they're talking to you. So that's a physical connection. Mm -hmm. The other side of this is with, with the, uh, with homeward, right. Is that, um, they're sharing your posts about them to their community. And so now you're capturing all of that, um, database as well. And that's yes. something that we, we fail to, for, we don't remember, right. We I you don't fail yeah. to forget. Do we fail to forget or do we fail to remember? I think fail we to fail remember. to remember. Thank you. <laughs> that's why I was asking. I think we just forget. We just forget. We forget that that uh, yes, we're posting, and you said this about real estate agents as well, is that when there's something that you post, they share it with them. Don't forget that they're watching too. And then their their uh, community of people, their tribe is looking. But the same thing yeah. happens with with um, the charitable, you know, the charities and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's why we did so much charity work. And it wasn't because I needed to find a whole bunch of charities, but we worked with three charities. We did a lot of charity stuff mm -hmm. um, with different charities, but we worked with three charities and every loan that we closed, we gave the client an option to, uh, we donated $250 to the charity, mm -hmm. um, not in their name, in our name, it was our income, but we donated $250. So we asked them to, you know, mm -hmm. which one would be most important for you. And every year we would analyze which ones they were going to be. And of course, some of them were the same, but yeah. Um, you know, it's just a really cool way to, you know, get even more exposure and brand exposure. So I think that's wonderful. So as we leave our time here together today, uh, you know, with your tenure in the business, with where you are at right now in your business, what, um, words of wisdom would you like to share with those that are below you, or should I say, you know, that aren't, aren't as tenured as you don't have the volume that you do. And what do you want to share with those that are above you? Because a lot of people above you are listening to this as well. Right. Um, and they're looking and they're looking down in a good way to new blood, new info, you know, they're trying to capture new info. So what words of wisdom would you like to give to that whole collaborative group? You know, it's scary when you're in sales and you're just getting started it's scary to not know the answer. It's scary to just take that leap. But when I first got in the business, the biggest thing that I had to remember is I don't have to know everything. I can be honest with my people and say, you know what? I don't know that, but let me get back to you. So that's one of the biggest things that I can think of is don't 
um, don't worry so much about having the answer that day. Mm -hmm. It's okay to take a step back. Um, I also am a big believer in social media, as you know, um, get your name out there. Don't be afraid because how do you know of a product or person unless you see it? You can have the best lender in the world, just incredible at everything. And you can have a lender that's, you know, okay, just doing a good job, just getting started. If they don't know about that amazing, fantastic, wonderful lender, they're never going to use them. And so my biggest thing is just get your name out there and, and be in front of people. Like we said, network, go to chamber events, go to coffees and don't be scared. Um, don't be scared to go and meet someone new. Um, that's where you really get to know people. I, I don't, you know, when I first started, I wasn't meeting realtors saying, Hey, send me a deal. I was saying, what's your dog's name? Well, right. where do your kids go to school? Yeah. I, I wanted to work with people that I knew that I knew that I liked that I trusted because that's part of my business too. And just because, um, you know, a client or realtors interviewing you and asking you to make sure you're the right fit, you have to do the same with them because you want them to be the right fit for you as well. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. No question about it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Well, Kayla, it's been great having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your wisdom with us. And this is what I love about this podcast is that we just continue to move people forward in their mastery in the business and, you know, whatever that may be. So I really appreciate it. And I look forward to uh, continuing to work with you. And I know I'll hear you today on a call (laughs) as we're recording this, but thank you so much and best, best of luck to you and your continued efforts. And I just want to encourage everyone to please follow you. We will put all the links in the, in the show notes below. Uh, make sure that everyone's following you. And if you have any questions, what is the best way for someone to reach you if they have a question about something that you said? So in one of the links that I'm I'm going to provide is it's just a one-stop shop. You're going to have my Instagram, which is mortgage underscore KK. Um, you're going to have my LinkedIn. You're going to have my Facebook, um, my phone, uh, my mortgage calculator, and my email. So everything's going to be on there. Um, but you know, the quickest, easiest way to remember me is mortgage underscore KK. So okay. Mortgage underscore KK for Kayla Calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Kayla Calendar. Well, thank you again so much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening in. And please don't forget to take a few minutes to just scroll down on your phone and give us a great five-star rating and write a nice, great comment about this episode with Kayla. Give her some big kudos. We love watching those. And uh, and last but not least, don't forget to uh, join Mortgage Lending Mastery in Facebook. We have a Facebook group there. Um, In fact, we're going to have something really fun there today. But of course, by the time this gets released, that fun will be gone. Um, (laughs) And uh, don't forget to subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel. We have the link down there as well. And last but not least, we are having another three-day Cracking the Code Uh, virtual event, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's a free event. Invite your partners, invite your friends, invite, you know, anybody that you feel would be benefit, you know, and learn how to crack the code in sales and management and entrepreneurship. Um, We are uh, not specific to lending. It's specific. It's just cracking the code on everything. So we'd love to have you. You can go to thetopproducercode.com and get yourself registered for there. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you again, Kayla, for being here with us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics 
to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery Membership Community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.